Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to the 750. I am your O.R.G. Ochoa. He is your 75, two-time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer, and representing the 121st United States Open night at Torrey Pines. One and only Tony Casillas, TC. What up? You like that, huh? Yeah, I. Uh, <laughs> you went. Th- you didn't go to that, right? Or you just buddies with John Rom? Is that what happened? He sent you some swag after he won. Uh, yeah, we're, we're we're real tight. You know, John Rom and I are real tight. Uh, no, I actually, actually got this uh, sent to me. I used to belong to a monthly, basically a golf apparel, and they send you like a like a little uh, care package every month. And uh, this was it. Open it up, and so you know, this is what I we we're all into t-shirts, but uh, this is what I found. So, uh, but by the way, happy Tuesday! And real quick before we get into the Cowboys open up a camp uh, today, are you a Wordle guy, or is that just? You know, you, are you on Wordle? You know, yeah. The, the, the puzzle. Yeah, five, I, um, five, I do three. Word puzzle. I do Wordle. I know you do it with your family. I do Cordle, which is four of them at once. And so you've got, you put in like one word and you're trying to figure out the answer to all four. And then, I, and then there's Weddle. Weddle is an NFL one where it's, you're trying to guess a player. Um, but, but I know you do Wordle with well, the wait, family. Did you say, did you say Weddle or Weda? It's, no, it's Weddle, uh, like Eric Weddle. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, that, that one can I be fun because you. you're trying to guess an NFL player. But so are you talking about today's Wordle well, for look, Tuesday or what? Yeah, I, I said five words, but it's five letters and it's one word, but sometimes it seems like that for me and, and I'm down to my last try. So I do oh. it with my wife and my son and she's always like, she's quick, a lot quicker than me. And I try not to cheat too much on Google, but anyway, I just was curious to see if you're one of those guys. I mean, it's, it kind of keeps you engaged. It keeps you thinking. And, you know, some of the words I've never, ever even heard of. So maybe that broadens your vocabulary just a little bit. But anyway, I just thought I'd throw that out there. No, dude, that's, um, it's, it's fun. Like, so you're saying today, so for anyone listening, you're doing the wordle for Tuesday, July 26th. You have one Uh, guest left. Uh, yes, that is correct. Okay, well, it's, it sounds like you're going to be sweating it out all day long. Uh, I haven't done today's yet, but um, but once I do, hopefully, um, hopefully I'm able to get it. I have a streak of I think like 14 days going right now. My longest streak is like 38 yeah. days. Um, so um, we'll see. But um, well, wow, I, will, well, I will I will tell you one of my I, I will tell you real quick one of my dumbass moments in, in Wordle. So I actually you know when I first did it, I actually sent it. You know, my son and my 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 wife are you know, part of the thread as as far as solving, solving the puzzle. And I screenshotted him. Hey, I'm, I got, I guessed the word today. And I'm like, oh yeah, I did too. And I'm like, not oh, a dumbass. But anyway, it's all good. Nice. Uh, well, good luck with the final guest, Tony. That's always a, a lot of pressure uh, when you have one left and, and you're not totally certain what it's going to be. Um, there is, um, you know, seemingly pressure surrounding the Dallas Cowboys. 
Um, we talked about an article uh, in the Dallas Morning News a few weeks ago um, talking about the Cowboys Ring of Honor. Did you happen to read in your old school physical newspaper that lands on your driveway every morning, Tony, in, in the, <laughs> the, the plastic wrapping? Did you happen to read what Mike McCarthy told the Dallas Morning News um, on Monday? I did not, and I'm, but I'm sure it's some type of cliche, uh, but I did not. I did not read it. I actually don't know that I would say this is a cliche, uh, but um, so uh, the Cowboys are in Oxnard. Training camp is here. Uh, we're recording this on Tuesday morning, and some people might not listen until Tuesday afternoon or Tuesday evening. Uh, but later today for you and I, the Cowboys will hold their annual State of the Cowboys press conference from the tennis courts there in Oxnard. And Mike McCarthy will be asked a lot of questions and he will undoubtedly, Tony, be asked about his future, his job security, his position as the Cowboys head coach. Um, so this this was a, a great article that the Dallas Morning News wrote. Everybody go check it out. Um, and it was a, kind of a Q&A with McCarthy. The first quote, Tony, it's irritating that the first question you ask me has nothing to do with how I do my job. McCarthy told the Dallas Morning News, I show up every day for work to win a championship. How do we win today? That's what I'm asking. My viewpoint is it's not a story. It's a media-driven narrative or at least a narrative-driven outside of my realm. So, Tony, Mike McCarthy's pissed off because people are asking about his job. And here we sit with uh, the most important few months, maybe of his professional life, set to unfold. I think it's a it's a it's a big year for him, and I think I read somewhere else that he said it's great to have some normalcy back in mm -hmm. pro football. Basically, he said this is the first year I've had everyone available, uh, you know, post COVID, and really, as I mentioned, some normalcy to it. But I think that's going to be the question. I, I get it. That's not like one of the opening questions that is a coach wants to be asked, even a player. Uh, on the other hand, uh, you know, to me, it's just one of those things where. It's going to be asked. Uh, I think that everyone wants to get a reaction, and they got probably the reaction that they probably didn't think they would get. I mean, he's a little defensive, and rightly so. Um, but I don't think – I think there's a lot at stake, uh, obviously, for this year, and certainly what his future is as a Cowboy coach. But, I mean, it, haven't we had this before, like the, the before the, – there wasn't even a vote of confidence by Jerry Jones. Remember in the offseason, mm -hmm. he really didn't come out and say that I really support Mike McCarthy. So there's been some pretty, I would say, little insecurity, RJ, is probably the proper way to put it. But I think in the in the land of coaching, that's part of the business. But I don't I don't think that he was ready, quite ready for that one. He's like, come on, man, let's let's ask me some more. Throw, throw me up, throw me some softball questions and then we'll get to my career. Just like, just not get right into that. We're, we're just starting training camp. Yeah. McCarthy wants questions like who's, who's the nickel corner this year is Jordan Lewis going to be able to hold on to it. Or, you know, uh, you know, is somebody coming for that throne, but I agree. Well, what's you. your favorite beer? Well, something <laughs> like that. <laughs> yeah. Or, uh, you know, he, um, he very famously worked uh, a toll booth in Pittsburgh. So he probably wants, you know, just ask him about the tolls, ask him what his favorite coin to, uh, to process was. <laughs> But um, I, I guess like, you know, the thing I want to talk about today is like, like, I'm not trying to be doom and gloom, but like, I don't know. I, I just I don't know how many teams who win the Super Bowl start off training camp with the coach in this like awkward place, you know, where, where McCarthy is like everything feels funky. You know, like, I mean, this this doesn't feel 
you said that, and, and rightly so, that McCarthy has talked about normalcy, right? Normal offseason, normal this, nothing taken away, whatever, blah, blah, blah. This does not feel normal, though. Like, I get what he's saying, but th- this is far from normal activity. This this feels, you know, weird. It feels hollow. It feels it feels bland. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it does feel normal to you. I don't know. But it it feels like we're getting off to a left-footed start here as this season starts with, with them now at training camp. I think if you look at it that way, maybe, but I, I, I really think that this year there's a lot of expectation. I think we mentioned on our, our show before the patience of the Cowboy Nation is they're running out because of what's happened in the past. And really just last year, you know, I did, I, I did see some, read something that Zach Martin said, which is very profound and right on the mark when he said, about uh, the expectation going this year and what about last year about maybe not being physically tough, uh, making a lot of mistakes and penalties, uh, a lot of things that kept them from where they wanted to get to go. And, and, and I totally agree. So, you know, I think that this hadn't, you know, Jerry not come out, had Jerry come out in the offseason and really just said, look, this is my coach and not have anything lingering. I, I understand that, but I, I don't, I don't think the we're going to find out until the eighth game, eighth week of the mm-hmm. season, what the fate of his of his his career is going to be. And even at that, we won't even find out. We're going to find out, and this is so far away, and we're already talking about this. And maybe that's a better question. You know, if you don't go farther and play, win a playoff game, you know, how do you, you know how do you feel about your career, your future with the Cowboys? Because I think that is the narrative, RJ, and. The beginning and to the end, it's a long, you know, it's a long race. But I think that that's really the question that really needs to be addressed. And I, I don't think that he's kind of the guy that you know, he kind of shows a little of being defensive. And I'm like, mm-hmm. kind of the way this kind of got to him and the way he responded defensively, uh, pretty much because he's usually not like that. I mean, he's really, it's hard he's, to get Yeah, him, he's, he's get down him. to earth and chill. Right. I'm with yeah. And it just, it just struck a nerve, man. It really did. He actually, um, and again, everybody should go read the article, but in the, the Q&A that he had with the Dallas Morning News, he talked about how it doesn't really bother him, but that his family has to hear it. So I could see that, right? Like I could, t- I totally believe that, that he's not affected by it personally. He's been doing this a long time, right? Like he's heard all, everything you could say about him, but it, it would wear on, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you're in McCarthy's, you know, spouse or children or, you know, cousin or, you know, whatever, like that would suck to like, and that that's where it would, you know, it would, I'm, I'm assuming be embarrassing or frustrating that, that your family has to deal with all these like constant negative things in their life. Um, so th- th- I've been, I've been kind of workshopping this analogy. Um, you're a fan of the Marvel movies, Tony, right? You're a big movie guy. You love Top Gun. Oh, um, absolutely. Right. But yeah. so everybody yeah. loves the Marvel movies, right? Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. so nobody really likes the DC movies, the super, except for the, the, you know, Christopher Nolan, Batman trilogy. That's obviously the exception, but, and I know some people like the, the recent Batman with Robert Pattinson, but still like generally speaking, the DC movies. Are Wait a terrible. second. We don't, you, you say Kristen Bell, you, you don't like the DC. No, no, no. I'm saying those are the like... only DC movies that oh, people oh, oh, agree okay, okay. are amazing. Uh, but other than the Christopher Nolan, know, Christian Mike, Bale. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Michael Keaton was fabulous. And was Batman. <laughs> <laughs> that's true um okay all batman movies aside generally speaking the dc movies are awful right um uh, you can go way back the green lantern movie with ryan reynolds the wonder woman movies have been okay the superman movies have been you know kind of flat the justice league movie, know, wonder woman i'm a big fan of wonder woman well the movie was okay uh the second one was was 
all right. But uh, the Superman movies, again, it's just and uh, Batman versus Superman was really bad. The Justice League movie is, is you know, not great. And, and even the Snyder cut. So like and you, you know, I think a lot of like people, they wonder, like, how can how can you be this bad at this? Right. Like, how, how can you not look at Marvel? Like, look, it can be done. Right. Like you can have all these awesome superhero movies, whatever. And now, you know, the the DC enterprise or a corporation, whatever, is at this place where no matter what movie they announce, right, no matter what project they're like, OK, come in summer 2023 or whatever, like this movie, this show, this, you know, thing coming to your streaming platform, people just kind of roll their eyes. Right. It's like, whatever. Like, I, I, I'm I'm just curious to see how you mess this up. I have no faith that you can deliver here. Right. Like this is this is a dead on arrival proposition. And I kind of feel like that's how this team feels right now. I don't think, and I think that that we've, we've talked so much about how, how fans feel apathetic and disconnected. And I don't think anybody, I think you agree. N- nobody's going to not watch. I don't think there's a Cowboys fan out there. Who's so pissed off that they're just like, I, you know what? I'd rather, I'd rather do something else on Sundays. No, people will watch, people will enjoy, but I really think that people have just like, accepted that they're this this these dunces right this group that can't get it done and i think mike mccarthy has to kind of you know carry the sins of all that i think people put all of that on him so i understand that weighing him down and i feel very badly for him for the questions that are going to be asked in the press conference in a few hours because they're going to be extremely uncomfortable i think people ask was he the guy to be able to shoulder all that what you just mentioned rj uh the people not buying in and just really coming up short and in a lot of people's eyes underperforming. And yeah, again, I'm going to mention what Zach Martin said, which I think is great. I think that's something that they thought needs a hollow through everywhere in the, you know, bell in the, in Oxnard, the, the whole, what happened in the last game of the season kind of use that as a way to motivate yourself because you know, the physicality of it, you know, the mistakes and everything that they need to focus on and be better in those categories. And, you know, to me, that's to me should be the whole, you know, the slogan going into this year's camp, because, you know, the, ultimately there was a lot of things that happened that really, really could have be, made a difference in the outcome, certainly in that in the playoff game against 49ers. So, you know, I think it's more the confidence that people have, and maybe Mike McCarthy is this a space that can that he's you know he's got that face where he can like I'm a tough guy where I'm going to be able to you know he he you know his background where he's from yes I understand that but I think it's more like the that they trust this guy you see the guy that we want to go out and just fight for us as a coach and be the face and I think sometimes people may may or may not put too much emphasis on that. I agree. I mean, he's he's a Pittsburgh dude. Like I said, work, you know, work the toll booth. You know what I mean? He's dealt with some harsh winners and things like that. And and we've seen him climb down into the foxhole. I mean, whatever lame analogy you want to use uh, and get it done. And I mean, he's worked with difficult people before, right? He's, he's worked with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know that there's a more difficult player to work with in the NFL, certainly in a high profile position than him. And, and he he made that work for a long time. And so now it's about balancing everything. And you're right. I think he's being asked to, to kind of shoulder I don't know if it's the responsibilities or the expectations, um, but that's, I mean, I guess what I'm most excited to see is how that unfolds. Like what, what is this? Th- this is the most important season in, in recent Dallas Cowboys history. And I don't mean to be dramatic, but this, this is going to affect the future of this franchise in a very large way. If, if they're very bad, 
I mean, it will. I don't know. I don't know who takes all the blame. I don't know if it's McCarthy. I don't know if it's it's what player, if it's Dak, whoever people want to blame. I don't know if 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 the Joneses absorb any of that responsibility. But if he has success, I mean, you know, it seems unlikely at this point. But if they have success, he he seemingly will stave off Sean Payton for another year. And if shot again, like if, if the Cowboys have success this year, and I don't know what what you define as success. But to the point that he is not fired, Sean Payton probably gets another job in the offseason. And then it's the Mike McCarthy show for a while in Dallas, right? I mean, we're going on year three, but it feels like it's year 15 at this point. I mean, we could go back to the Jason Garrett era and we're, we all just, you know, how long is he going to get until, you know, Jerry fires him? And it went for 10 years. And so I don't think anyone, and I think the you know, relationship there, those guys, kind of had more of a bonding, if you will. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know the relationship with McCarthy and Jerry, mm-hmm. but I'm just going to say be it's pretty safe bet that that was the case with, with Jason. Um, but I, I think that with this team going forward and everything that they've been through and the expectations and the hype and everything else that goes along with the brand, the Cowboys, there's a, I think there's a lot of pressure on Mike McCarthy this year. There should be as much pressure on Dak Prescott as sure. – and all the rest of these players on the team to, to get it done. Because ultimately, that's why you pay, you know, a franchise, a quarterback to get them there, regardless if there's some shortcoming. Now, to add a little something to this, Kellen Moore, I thought that, you know, when you talk Agreed. about, you know, having a, a number one receiver, C.D. Lamb, it doesn't matter if you're the number one. If you don't get him the damn ball and you don't get him involved, then that's, that's a mute point to me. I mean, number one, number two, number three, I mean, he's going to be their guy. So I think Kellen Moore has got to be a little bit more creative. He's got to understand that. So it's a collective. I think there should be some pressure on all these coaches to perform. You know, Dan Quinn, to me, I don't know what he can do for an encore. What he did last year is ridiculous what he did. So maybe maybe not him have as much pressure. But I think that, you know, with a lot of things that have changed in this team, that there's it's a collective effort on these parts. and. I think that McCarthy is going to feel a lot of the lot of the heat because of what happened last year and this being, and he's already came out there and already said this, RJ, that this is the, this is the year that is normal. No excuses right. We're in, a, in an environment. So you've already set yourself up for that. I think he has, I agree with you, but I think he has one excuse left to play. Like I, again, if, if I'm just like forecasting the, the last excuse in the barrel, like if the Cowboys don't get it done this year, McCarthy could say, well, you know what? I've, I've never gotten to run my offense, right? Because I, I've always had to have Kellen Moore, you know, the mo- you know, when I was hired, I didn't get to pick my offense. You know what I mean? Like if he's really trying to stretch uh, things, I'm, I'm not I saying that people would buy I, that, I, but it's, no, <laughs> I, I don't think that I don't even think he, he doesn't have that excuse. There's no excuse. I mean, you, you hired Kellen Moore, you know, everyone was like the guy, almost, he, he interviewed for head coaching jobs last sure. year. My God. So the guy has had some moxie. He turned down a job at Boise State to stay in, 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 in the NFL and, you know, to continue to be the offensive coordinator in Dallas. So I don't think that that's the case. I, I don't – look, if there's any dissension, if there needs to be any dissension and Mike McCarthy thinks he's going to lose his job, he's going to get his ass fired, then he needs to go talk to Jerry. Well, that's easier said than done, but he needs to talk to Kellen Moore. So, look, we need to, we need to talk about this. We need mm-hmm. to collaborate on this. Both of them. That's, I just don't. I, I. I don't think that's a legitimate. That, that is not an excuse for you not to 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 be able to to have success this year. 
I agree. I don't think I would. I, I wouldn't accept the excuse. I just think it's the last like card for him to play. But so I'm I'm going to steal a line from Bob Sturm, um, who in, in in writing about um, obviously does an incredible job writing about the Cowboys oh, for the Athletic yeah. and, and yeah. Is, is phenomenal on the ticket. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently this week, he he in writing about you know the team and everything, he had a point about Dak Prescott, and I I can't believe I've never heard this expression, but I know he's used it before. He said that this year he needs Dak to be the thermostat, not the thermometer. And and by what he means is, you know, he wants Dak to be the person who sets the temperature, not the person who who tells you what the temperature is. And I think that that point goes for McCarthy too. Like I I'm, I mean, this Cowboys team might fail, but if you know if you're gonna fail, like do it, like be Frank Sinatra, do it your way. You know, and that's that's long been my point about Mike McCarthy. Like yeah. if if you're gonna fail, if this is gonna be because I don't know that he gets another head coaching job after this, especially if this ends in, in dramatic fashion. So if this is maybe your last time to be a head coach, do it your way, dude. Like have, have your fingerprints be all over it. And that's why I, I think I would love to hear him say something. I, I would just, I would love to see him walk and talk with some swagger, some, some oomph. You know what I mean? The way Dak that, does. that's not, that, that, that's, that's not him though, RJ. Well, that, but I, not- I want to see him. And I said this last year when the offense was floundering, take over play calling, you know, and that that's what I mean by being the thermostat. Don't be the thermometer. Like don't, because people wonder, like you've, you've heard people say like, what does McCarthy do? Kellen runs the offense. Dan Quinn runs the defense. Like what is, what does he even do? Don't be the thermometer, dude. Be like, again, go, go down swinging. Don't, don't watch this pitch go by. Like, and so, and, and that's, that's a bit of a like pulling case of emergency thing to take over play calling. But this team, we we were able to see how the Cowboys had how, how they were Jason Garrett's Cowboys, right? Because I mean, he'd been the coach for a decade, right? So like it was very obvious how they were built in his image. I don't I still don't identify. I mean, I guess except for maybe getting tough, like we talked about, like the John Ridgeways of the world. But like I don't see his fingerprints on this team and I, I want to see his fingerprints on the way they play the game. And, and that's what I mean. Like, I, I think that Dak absolutely has to be the thermostat, but I think that McCarthy has to too. And, and I think that that's, that's what I hope to see as training camp unfolds. And I think that's just a great analogy. And it's also just another way of his role as a, his leadership, because I know as a quarterback, you know, times in that thermostat, sometimes it's going to, you have to turn it up a little bit. And sometimes you got to turn it you know, down. Just depends on how hot it is and how cold it is. You kind of got to, you know, go with that and, and, and adapt to that. And I think that that's – I think that's what a quarterback does, a great quarterbacks do. They're able to adapt. And as much as you want to – we blame it on the coach, I think you have to cultivate an attitude, a culture, an identity uh, within that organization as players. And, and really, if you have a coach, I mean, I get it. I mean, I, I don't know what uh, Mike McCarthy's like. In the locker room, I think he's a. It seems to me he'd probably be a player's coach, um, but he kind of lets you run your business and do things the way you need to. So, I think you need some tough personalities in that locker room. You need guys, three or four leaders that are going to cultivate the same. They're going that everyone else is going to be like them. Whether it's Dak, whether it's Micah Parsons, whether it's Zach Martin, whether it's Tyron Smith, whether it's Zeke, whoever it is on that team. That's who you need to cultivate. You just can't. It's not safe saying face, man. It's not the same things to be here or heard like, okay, I, I want to see results. And I think that that's – if it's result-driven, RJ, I'm good with it. He don't have to say a damn word. He can sit on the sidelines and have his headphones out. These guys are out there freaking balling. Everything's organized and everything. I think people will take that. And, and I think that sometimes that gets kind of lost. 
because people want their coaches to be, you know, these guys that, I mean, we've seen that. How many of those guys have failed in the national football league? You know, um, I, in a weird way, I I'm excited about how much call it pressure is on this team. Um, so as a different example, I've seen a lot of Eagles fans have said, you know, talking about their team that they hope Jalen hurts is either amazing this season or terrible, right? Like, like, because if, if he's just okay, if he's like in, in the middle, you can't, you can't come to a conclusion, right? You can't make a, a decision because you're like, well, he's kind of good. He flashes this, like, no, you have, you have to get something that, that proves to you one thing or another, either it's time to, you know, in this case, give Jalen hurts a long-term extension, or it's time to move on, find the next quarterback, figure it out, et cetera. You, you have to be that sometimes you don't get the answer you want in life, but at least you get an answer and you can adjust to it. You can adapt to it. And so in a weird way, I do think, you know, like you said, McCarthy, not outed himself, but, but he, he, he proclaimed, right. Everything's normal. Everything's good. I have no excuses. So I kind of like that. I kind of like that, that the safety net has, has been removed, so to speak. And so this season is, you know, I, I, I believe in McCarthy a little bit more than a lot of people. Um, obviously last season was not great the way it ended and, and all the, the finger pointing and things like that. But this season is going to, I think, give us an answer one way or another that we can we can make decisions about. You know what I mean? Like because it, it's hard. It's hard right now to, to fully and totally grade him because the first season was, was the COVID year and Dak and Tyron and Lyle. Everybody's gone. Last year, super awesome, but but faltered down the stretch. It's time. You, you have no excuse. You have nowhere to hide. The spotlight is completely and totally on you. You've had your coordinators. You have your defense. You have your superstars. It's sink or swim time for Mike McCarthy. And and it, I'm I'm very very interested to see, like you said, the culture and all of that. How that starts. To, how we start to see. I, I want to see Mike McCarthy's Cowboys start to grow and develop over the next few weeks. And I, I think that the the fact that he proclaimed that I've, the best case scenario is just to have one of the best seasons he's ever had. And we're talking about winning the NFC East because. They should win the NFC East uh, and then going deep in the playoffs. I think that that would be the best storyline for him proclaiming that this is a normal season. Everything is, is normal. This is normal football, business as usual, and really just perform that way. Wouldn't that be the greatest scenario for Mike McCarthy and the Dallas Cowboys? Yeah. I mean, it, it would. Uh, and the stage is set, right? Like, like the stage is, is yeah. it, you know, it, it's 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 just it's time you know what i mean it's the count is three two you know there's two outs you know you got a runner in scoring position you need a run to win the game it's it's you it's the pitch it's the decision that you're going to make and everybody has to live with it and, and so in, in that i just kind of got a little bit more excited for the season because we're going to learn something it yeah. might be it might be terrible but we're going to learn something one way or another over the course of these next few weeks throughout camp and over the course of these next few months, we've been in this, we've been in this purgatory for, for the, you know, since I don't know that since the season ended, but since the offense started to struggle down the stretch, we've been trapped in purgatory and we're finally going to get out one way or another. Yeah. And, and I think that that's going to, for me, that's a way to, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's something that they can feed off. And these, these players, you know, the first question they ask their, their head coach, their guy, uh, if they support him and they feel how they feel about Mike McCarthy, that they, they, they love playing for him is to go fight for him because people are already talking about his fate as a head coach. And, and so let's do something about that in a team meeting. Let's talk about that. I, I don't know. There's always certain things you can go and look back and like this triggered this, this triggered that. And this is what you know, we, we need to do. And, 
the motivation and, and really before training camp and, you know, the state of the, the, the union addressed by Jerry, which would be interesting. It's always interesting to hear what he says, uh, but it, it'll be, it'll be, to me, I think this is an intriguing season. I, I feel good about this team this year. There are some question marks. Um, we'll get into that. I think one of the ones, and I know we're, we're going to wrap this, our podcast up for this week, uh, is already talking about Sam Williams is when it is one that's starting defensive end job. And, uh, and Dorrance, you know, Dorrance Armstrong was the starting defensive end opposite DeMarcus, DeMarcus uh, Lawrence. And how do you evaluate that in a guy that's in helmets and shorts? So I thought that was interesting that the people, the media, whoever's putting that out there, finding out this information. I mean, I want to see him line up against Tyron Smith, uh, Terrence Still, the big boys, and let's see if he can do that in full pads. And let's see him in some game game time situations because I've never really heard anybody being anointed the starting defensive end, especially a guy that's a veteran that's been there. Uh, speculations are going to be the starting defensive end in training camp. I just I can't wait to see that. And me being a defensive guy, I know it's boring. You don't like all that stuff, RJ. You're you're all the you know all about the the skill guys. I, that's kind of intriguing to me. I want to see what what all the fuss is about. I look. I agree with you. It was it was Todd Archer's uh, camp prediction that that Sam would emerge <laughs> as the starter. Um, and look, I don't. I'm not like the biggest door. It almost sounded Todd almost sounded like Todd has been watching OTAs. Right. He's, like, he's gonna be star. I'm like, okay, yeah. Well, how many guys have you seen? Yeah, well, he can bend. He likes Dan Quinn likes the way he bends and how he's around the edge and how you know he's got great hands and everything. All those guys have that in shorts and helmets. I mean, so <laughs> not not I mean, obviously you're, you're right. It sounded a lot like Todd uh believed at, at the very least, um, in in what you know in what Sam Williams has, has to offer. Um, and so he also said at the end of his write-up uh, on that, um, that he, that he thought that Sam Williams would come close to Randy Gregory's six sacks in 2022. And, and again, or from, from 2021. And again, it, it's a prediction. So like, you know, there's a little bit of like mm-hmm. boldness involved. Yeah. But if, if Sam, like that, that's not easy. <laughs> like six. If Sam Williams has six no. sacks this year, dude, that is an incredible rookie season. You know right, what I mean? Like right. th- th- that's yeah. that's not a, a like a slam dunk, boom, definitely happening sort of thing. Um, and what I was gonna say is like I'm not the biggest Dorrance Armstrong believer, um, but I, it's you you know better than I do. It's it's very difficult to show up day one at defensive end in the NFL. And, and not just start, but but produce at a high level. Mike, I think we all have this prisoner of the moment syndrome going on with Micah Parsons. Oh, Micah showed up. Mike, Micah showed up and, and, and was a baller right away. That, Micah was is the exception. He is the exception to the rule. Yeah. It is so, so, so difficult to have six sacks in, or as a rookie. I mean, it's it's very, very, very difficult. Well, I just hope he passes the ITS. I think you get a good indication when you look at guys, you kind of measure them up. And, and I don't know if it's uh, it's, it's what I don't know if you're you know, if it's it's good for Dorrance or it's good for for Sam or vice versa uh, to be able to be evaluated that way. And, but I, I hope it works out if he can make a contribution. But that's just one of the, the storylines going to camp so along these lines. Just, you know, just for for fun, um, the Action Network. These are the odds that came up when I Googled them. Um, the Action Network has odds for over under odds for the top three defensive ends drafted this year. So the top three, you know, mm-hmm. Sam Williams, a second rounder, but Trayvon Walker, who went number one overall, 
the over under for him, number one overall pick for sacks this year, six and a half. Like that's that's the yeah, over that's under. A lot of sacks. Um, and yeah. it is higher yeah. for the other picks. Yeah. Aiden, Aiden Hutchinson, who went to the Lions, the over under is eight and a half. Uh, Kayvon Thibodeau, who went to the Giants, obviously the Cowboys will see him. The over under is seven and a half. But like that's my point is that you know we're talking six, seven, eight at that one well, nine, I guess technically if the over hits, it is so difficult to have six sacks as a rookie in the NFL. I know that Micah Parsons did it. I know that he did it with Dan Quinn as his coach. I know that Dan Quinn is awesome. And we all believe Dan Quinn can, can turn, you know, uh, any piece of clay into the most wonderful statue ever known to mankind. But that doesn't mean that Sam Williams is going to show up and have success right away. It's very, very, very hard. Well, best of luck to the guy. I hope he has a tremendous camp. And uh, I, we'll find out shortly as they get into training camp and get into preseason, that's when the true evaluation will happen. So I'm excited about training camp opening. For sure. Um, Tony, give us something that you are going to eat that is not healthy for you between now and next week. Let's see, what do I have in there? Uh, nutter butter cookies. Oh, dude, great answer. I wow. Know. I know. Great that's, answer. That's horrible. How with the old and with the new? Good for you. <laughs> um, all right, everybody. Uh, thanks for hanging out with us. We'll see you next week. This was the 750.